0: What's going on, friends? This is Ro from the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. You're tuned in to the Coruscant Radio Underground. May the Force be with you.
1: Special episode of Coruscant Radio Underground. This is part two of a collaborative effort with the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast. If you haven't caught the first half, you may want to jump over to their channel on iTunes, YouTube, or SoundCloud and catch the first half of the Legacy of Leia Organa. I'll be sure to leave links in the episode description. And if you've already caught the first half, then I hope you enjoy the second as we celebrate our favorite princess in that galaxy far, far away.
0: Yeah, I'm all for Leia as a Force user. What do you guys think of that? I
1: can understand why they didn't spend, you know, half a movie developing why Leia, you know, how Leia became a Jedi.
2: And here's the other thing. Like, you know, moving a broom across the room is like, oh, you know, she can kind of use the Force a little bit. Like, she keeps herself alive in the vacuum of space and propels herself back into the ship. That's... That's not just like instinctive, you know, abilities that that suggests that there's real training. And I mean, the thing is, Luke's been gone a long time. Yeah. You know, he's been gone for years. He's he's disappeared. And so I think I think it's reasonable to ask for some sort of backstory for what's happened with her instead of like, oh, well, clearly Luke trained her. Well, I mean, we don't know that. I think it's I think it's fair to want that.
1: I still would have liked to have seen something.
0: You know, Brad and I talk about this all the time. I think uh, you know George Lucas did the heavy lifting before he sold the franchise to Disney and got the actors back together and said, "We're going to do another Star Wars." And what do you mm-hmm. guys think of this? I just feel like you know Andrew, like you were saying, that this is the final chapter of the Skywalker saga. There's not too much Skywalker in in it, um, but I do feel yeah. that the rise of uh, Skywalker is going to be uh, have it has to do something with Anakin because you know Anakin's the one that ties everything together.
1: I can't make sense of how the first six movies can be about Anakin and then the last three d- or don't involve do him. him at all.
2: His mask, Kylo Ren was talking to that mask, all creepy like. Remember? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Forgive me. I feel it again.
0: But. Carrie Fisher obviously uh, is uh, gone. She passed away in, uh, what is it, 2016? Yep. You know, everybody was saying that uh, the third uh, movie was going to be her movie. Um, right. That unfortunately won't come to pass. Um, they're obviously doing uh, some movie magic to be able to kind of include her story arc a little bit more than would be possible. Uh, now that she's uh now that she, the actress has passed away um it's uh unfortunate but uh what do you guys uh how do you guys feel about uh including her character and and do you guys think that she, that the uh that JJ is going to well I, I don't wanna I don't even want to say the word do you guys what do you, how do you guys feel uh JJ is gonna handle Carrie, uh Leia at the end of the film
3: well some something I put on you know post on Twitter he- People complain, and then they get what they want, and they complain about that. Um, You know, people didn't like the prequels. They wanted the prequels to be more like the original trilogy. And then we got The Force Awakens, which was a carbon copy of uh, Episode 4, and just switched genders on a a few characters. Uh, So they complained that it was too much like the original trilogy. And uh, that's happened on a couple other things as well. So. You know, JJ's in such a tough spot. You know, I don't, I don't see how it's not a lose lose for him, no matter how it turns out.
1: That's kind of the one thing that worries me. Um, I don't know if she's gonna die in the film. I, I don't, don't think so. I think I she don't moves. know if they're gonna just have her live on from there. I really don't know what to expect with that. I'm just at this point, I'm mostly excited that they're able to have her in the movie at all. Yeah. It wouldn't feel right without her there. Yeah. And it's with I was really glad that everybody came on board because the I don't know if you remember the early reports. Um I think I don't know if it was Iger or Kathleen Kennedy that said, you know, basically Leia won't be in the next movie. Mm-hmm. Um now of course that's when Colin trevorrow was making it. Right. And then once JJ came back on board, Carrie Fisher's brother kind of got Caught up with JJ and said, "Look, is there any way you can, you know, make this how happen. can we make this work?" Right. And uh so with Todd Fisher and Billy Lord, I mean, they've they've they all seem to be very happy with the way that JJ is handling her in this film. So I am excited about that.
2: In a lot of ways, she's a very classic character. You know, um, she's she's the princess in the tower. Yeah, Death Star. You know, she's—I mean, it—that's a classic trope, and it's kind of fascinating that she's so she's so assertive, and she's she she kind of makes that trope a little different than you expect it. And you know, it's it's one of the things that's it's fun to see characters that have so much influence. I mean, she's she's almost like Gladriel, I feel like for Star Wars, she's just you know she's involved in everything she's sort of overseeing she's kind of got her finger in all the pies and i I think it's a really fun thing for my girls to get to kind of watch you know somebody who she's so beautiful and she's so classy um you know she you don't have to act like a boy to be imposing to be important and i i think that's important for our girls to see too
0: yeah i'm i'm uh I'm very excited. And again, you know, coming out of The Last Jedi, I don't know exactly where this story is, is leading. It's very exciting to be able to see how uh, the use of technology uh, is going to help tell the rest of the story.
2: Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh,
0: especially for a character that is so beloved um, as as Leia is. And yeah. uh, I, for one, I think they're going to treat her with uh, the utmost respect. They've got the family blessing mm-hmm and uh yeah. i'm i'm very excited
2: i really hope jj abrams pulls it off like it better be right and i wouldn't want to do it cuz i honestly i don't even know exactly what i even want it the story to do at this point i, and I know a lot of people have strong opinions about it i just want something uh, respectful and important to happen did you see that um that fan cut scene the the duel between obi-wan and vader from yes. a new hope that they rec- yes um that's what whenever i thought of that you know like all the clever cutting and the use of the stand-in yeah. and you know all of that that's kind of what I thought i was like you're just we're gonna see just a glorified version of that i think
0: yeah that was very um, well done when i saw that and uh mm-hmm. and that was i think that was just done on a home computer imagine what the folks at ilm are gonna right. do yeah right and you know, I'm glad that they kind of stopped short of doing the uh, uh, what they did in in Rogue One. Um, I you know, I I think uh, yeah. Tarkin looked fantastic. I think Leia didn't look as fantastic.
3: Uh, I'm with you on not recasting her. I think that was you know, not recasting her is a good idea. Uh, c- staying away from CGI because uh, that Leia that we saw in uh, Rogue One, uh, I wasn't a
2: big fan of that.
0: I think it would have been a little bit distracting and and uh for uh episode nine to to have done to have done it that way
2: I think so yeah
0: and again and again I think it it shows that uh you know that they're going to have respect for the character
1: and of course, I think the technology just since Rogue one, the technology has come so far. I mean you're looking at the things that Marvel's doing now. With, you know, de-aging people and stuff. And it's just crazy.
0: It's amazing. Brad was talking a little bit about how she was handled in the sequel trilogy. Um, Brad, what were your thoughts on that?
3: I think Bloodlines hints at this, too. She, you know, she wants to be a diplomat and she wants to be, you know, in the Senate, uh, at least for some time she did, until she saw that wasn't working anymore. Um, but I think the other problem is we can't really figure out Luke's mindset either. Obviously there's nothing from The Force Awakens, and it's really hard to tell where his mind was over those thirty years from The Last Jedi, considering his actions. So, you know, it's we can't really really figure out why he wouldn't have trained during all the, all those years. Um, I'm hoping that after the rise of Skywalker comes out, we will definitely have some more, you know, a lot of books. Yeah. Um, Or whatever media they want to use to fill in the gap of those 30 years and try to answer some of these questions to make it make more sense to us.
0: So here's a comment from one of our regular uh, listeners, uh, Shannon Smith. How you doing, Shannon? Uh, She says that uh, one of the greatest Disney female heroes, and we're talking about Leia, obviously, one of the greatest Disney female heroes around that made the way for Ripley and Sarah Connor um obviously uh leia is a trailblazer what do you guys uh, think about that comment
2: oh yeah definitely you look at the things that lucas and that john williams talked about when he was scoring for her you know that he was writing for a romantic fairy tale character um was what he had in mind when he was writing the princesses theme and then just to see the way that she just owned all the things you know she sort of took that trope of the princess in the tower who's being rescued which is i mean exactly what what she was and just sort of turned the whole thing on its head where she was uh, an active participant and an important mover and shaker in the whole story which was really unexpected i think
1: yeah yeah she wasn't she wasn't just your typical princess in the tower that's kind of the way the characters you know uh, you know you see her when you when they first show up that's the way Luke and Han see her when they first show up and they find out real quick that she's not just the ordinary princess in the tower right and that
0: um, and and that would be and that's the theme that would be the like every princess theme like she's the one that needs rescuing and mm-hmm. uh you know Lucas turns it uh on its head um and that's one of the biggest reasons that uh, her character is so memorable
2: just like as a little girl i was like she is so cool you know, I had long hair, so I was like putting my hair up, all, all the little Princess Leia styles. It was just a very, it was, it was important, you know, she, her, you know, her grace and her, her wisdom, as well as her ability to just, you know, be imposing. It, it was, it's, it was an important uh, role model for me and it's important for my children. And I think, you know, Carrie Fisher as a person, she's left, you know, a, a, a legacy, you know, of just, you know, being honest and, and, you know, dealing with all of, all of the hardships in her life very publicly. And so I think we you know we can continue to to see her and to to just appreciate we you know that the what she means for women in Star Wars, you know she was the first really great female character in Star Wars and we've had some really great ones since then. And I just I'm so sad that she's gone but I I really am so grateful that her legacy has is is there for me and it's there for my for my kids and you know it's going to continue to be there. It's something to continue to people to love.
1: Uh, and she she's certainly the prototype for a lot of characters that came after her. And, you know, like we've talked about before, it's um, it's she she's so different from modern the way the way characters are being written. And I say modern. I mean, it's really just like the last five years where female characters almost have to show up and say, look how powerful I am.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Leia. Leia never had to do that. Leia shows up on screen and you go, "Okay, she's
2: she just does her thing. She doesn't have to say, don't touch my hand. She just does her thing. And everybody just sort of stands back and is like, Okay, well, I guess is what we're doing. She doesn't. It's it's different. She doesn't like have to make any statements, which is really remarkable when when you think about at the time when this was made, that wasn't normal. For female characters to be quite this uh, assertive and this important, you know, and and that she just does it in such an unassuming way. It's like you believe that that she lives in a universe where that's just how people act. You know, we don't have to make a, a social commentary out of it. We just have to just just believe that this is how her world is.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting comment. Um, you know, when I uh, saw The Force Awakens, as much as I enjoyed it, there were some some points in uh, Rey's character, like what you mentioned, don't touch my hand. No, I, I'm, I'm okay.
2: I really do love Rey, but I did not love that line because I feel like it tried too hard. Things like that that kind of
0: beat you over the head
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, with, uh, look at me, look how powerful of a female I am. And you're right. You know, Leia never did any of that. Leia was just who she was, and uh, didn't need uh, you know that disclaimer of "I'm a powerful character." Um, and 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 Andrew, like you said, it neither did the rest of the characters. That's, I think, the the big difference between the storytelling of uh, those films uh, versus the storytelling of of these films.
2: Yeah, I think I think so. You. People just sort of are. You, I think in the original films, Lucas expected people to just buy into the story he was telling without having to necessarily say, you know, and Ray is a strong person and, you know, Finn is a funny person. We just sort of.
1: Right. And that's the great thing about Leia. It's not, she's not just, you know, because right now, socially, and, you know, we get into this idea, of, well, she's a strong female character. She's just a strong character. In a lot of ways, Leia is the strongest character in the original trilogy.
0: I agree. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then you know, when you see that picture of the three uh standing side by side, uh you know, there's a certain electricity that goes through your 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 body because uh of uh how um how great those characters are together. They complement each other.
2: Yeah, they do, definitely. I mean, there are things that I I love Ray and I've really enjoyed her as a character, but there's just something special about Princess Leia's just sort of owning all the situations and, and, and the authority that she just sort of has that's really always been endearing to me. And, you know, I guess having been a little girl when I first saw that, it just sort of, you know, is one of those things that's played into just how I, I see people. Sure. You know, like nobody had to say, and, look, children, you know, this is how women are. See how strong she is. See how she's taking control of a situation. I just was like, okay. And this is, this is a way to be a woman. Um, You know, you can be beautiful and strong and tenacious and have authority and still be uh, fragile and all of these things at the same time.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, I think, a delicate balance that uh, is lost on Uh, some of the writing styles in modern films and and not you know not just uh the 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 new star wars films that we're talking about but uh some of the other material that has come out
1: yeah george lucas is a a very special
2: storyteller yeah for sure he's Um, a very special kind of world builder
1: right and it's one of those things like you know going to in college and talking about You know, British lit versus American lit. And everybody was always like, well, American literature just sucks compared to British lit. It's dry. It's humorless. And and then you say, but wait, that's because the greatest American writers wrote for film, not books. Yeah. And you have people like, you know, Lucas is very much a world builder in in the vein of Tolkien. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, the Star Wars universe is this just enormous, vast, endless mm-hmm. universe, sandbox to play in. You know, you can't just say that about any filmmaker. For, for the failings that Lucas has. As with, a dialogue with, writer. You know, sometimes, yeah, particularly sometimes as a dialogue writer, he is an incredible storyteller.
0: As Carrie Fisher would say, you can write this shit down, but you can't say it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's what I hear, yep
1: she was a very special person and always had just the most fantastic way with words.
2: she really did, and yeah,
0: that was one of her talents, and I wonder how much of her influence early on uh affected the uh the development of her character and i'm I'm sure a lot, but uh. Obviously, uh, we'll never know for sure, but uh, I, for one, am glad that uh, Carrie Fisher got the role. Princess Leia would be a vastly different uh, character if she hadn't. For sure.
3: So this term, the term that's been flying around lately on the Twitterverse is the retcon, which has been, Oh,
0: don't say the R word. Don't say I was scolded. I was scolded for saying the R word.
3: <laughs> well, well uh, so I, I, I want to talk on the, I want to talk on the topic of it, you know, cause um, you know, th- that's a, that's a method that comic book companies have been using for, for decades now. Uh, DC and Marvel are notorious for doing it, especially, DC they just create another earth.
2: Yeah, we wrote ourselves into a corner. Let's create a new universe.
3: Yeah. Right. So I do you think it's gotten to the point where JJ can pull it off without having to resort to the R word? Can he do course correction as we say um without undoing anything from the last Jedi?
2: Okay, well like I've said before, are we going to pretend like whenever Darth Vader says no, I'm your father, he wasn't retconning? That whole spiel that Obi Wan gave in the first episode in the first movie,
0: yeah, totally. It's, it's it's quite a monumental task to be able to not only finish up this trilogy, but you know, as all the uh, trade publications have been saying, that uh, you know he's going to try to uh, kind of encompass everything that uh, that has happened in the last nine movie, eight movies.
2: Even the we were watching the on YouTube, the guy who wrote the Vanity Fair stuff that came out the other day. Wes, one of the things he mentioned was that and we still don't know who Ray's parents are.
0: I think um I think Ray is a clone. No. <laughs> Different episode.
2: <laughs> I really hope JJ Abrams pulls it off. I uh wish him the best. Me too. I wouldn't be him for anything. Nope. 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 No matter what he does, if he goes with your parents are ju- junk traders and they're buried in the desert, mad people. He goes with Luke Skywalker's your father, mad people. He goes with, you know, you were created by the force, mad people. There's no winning. He's going to have mad people. All right, guys. Well,
1: that was a fantastic episode all about the legacy of Princess Leia Organa. I'm so glad that you were able to find us. If you're finding us for the first time, follow us on Twitter. Check out our website at the sciencefictionary.com. Marisha, what do you have out there on the internet you'd like people to check out?
2: Um, I've got princessesandpadawans.com. And then my Instagram is princesses underscore and underscore padawans. And I post pictures of my adorable children, sometimes dressed as Princess Leia.
1: And Ro, thanks so much for suggesting that we do this podcast. We, we enjoyed this immensely.
0: Oh, it's fan. It was a fantastic episode. A double, uh, whatever we were calling it, the mega crossover episode with you guys. Yes. Thank you very much for having uh, having us on your podcast.
2: Yes. And where should they find you? We
0: are at uh, first of all, our handle is Scarif Podcast. We are on iTunes, SoundCloud, and uh, I think Brad is going to be putting us up on uh, other uh, avenues. And uh, our website is Scarif.show. Check out, uh, Brad does a lot of writing, and uh, we'll be uh, putting some new content up there. But uh, yeah, check us out on iTunes. We have a uh, list of where you can uh, listen to our podcast pinned to the uh, the Twitter account. Can't wait to uh, hear uh, upcoming episodes from you guys. And uh, thank you so much again for being receptive to this idea, the mega crossover episode, The Legacy of Leia Organa.
1: Yep, we enjoyed it a lot. And my name is Andrew Gore, and you can find me on Twitter at sci_fictionary. underscore Fictionary. You can find me at sciencefictionary.com And until we meet again, may the force be with you.